I'm actually kind of afraid of a lot of things. Like, I'm afraid for the people who actually benefit from that label on the shampoo that says, for external use only. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul Leffler, and welcome to the Scripps National Spelling Bee Podcast. As Bee Week draws ever closer, the Scripps National Spelling Bee podcast has you covered for all the buzz. In this special series, we'll visit with this year's competitors, past champions, and masters of the English language for whom every word counts. Four is the magic number for today's guest. Amber Bourne entered her first spelling bee in the fourth grade. She's a four-time competitor in the Scripps National Spelling Bee, and she finished fourth in the bee in 2013. Now, as a sophomore in high school, she's putting her language skills to use in a new and funny way. Hi, my name is Amber Bourne. I'm a sophomore in high school. I competed four times in the Scripps National Spelling Bee. I was a finalist in 2013, and I am an aspiring comedian. Our producer, Dan Bloom, caught up with Amber from her home via Skype. The first question is, can you feel the energy and the anticipation of Bee Week being right around the corner, and are you excited about it? Yes, I'm very excited. I'm watching the countdown on the Bee website all the time. And before we talk about your plans for this year's Bee, let's talk a little bit about your prolific career in spelling in general. First of all, is it true that the movie Akila and the Bee was the inspiring spark of all this? Yeah, that is true. In my case, uh, I read the book in third grade, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Argillaceous. Excuse me? Argillaceous. Can I have the definition, please? Argillaceous means... And then I found out that it was real, and then I decided that I wanted to compete in the actual competition, and I started in fourth grade and have not looked back since. And it didn't take you very long to get good, Amber. Please talk about the first time you won the regional B in Massachusetts. Well, I competed the first year in fourth grade. I came in second place. And then in fifth grade, I won my regional and I went to D.C. for the first time. And what was that first trip to Washington like? It was very exciting. It was um, back when the B was being held in the Hyatt rather than the Gaylord. So it was pretty close to what it looks like in Aquila and the B in the movie. So I was very excited to be there. A-R-G-I-L-L-A-C-E. O-U-S. Argillaceous. That's correct. And I had no idea what to expect, and it was just very fantastic because I met so many cool people, and it was just very exciting. Uh, what about your family? They were able to come with you? Yeah, I went with my mom. And did she have a good time as well? I think so. <laughs> You're not sure? Was she, was she too nervous to enjoy it? No, I th- she was just happy that I was there because... I mean, just to get there is kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. So she was just glad that I was in D.C. Yeah, without question. It definitely is a big deal. But what's cool is you qualified so young that you went back to regionals with so much eligibility left, but also this experience on the national stage. So one thing I was particularly interested to speak to you about is the value of experience in spelling bees. How much does it really matter? Well, for me, it mattered a lot because I was able to change my study habits based on what I'd learned from previous years, like what I needed to focus on, which for me turned out to be the written test. 
because I, I did not make semifinals the first two years, so I was mostly focusing on that. Let's talk about that breakthrough. First of all, what did it take to break through to the semifinals? And secondly, how did it feel to make it there? See, that was 2012, so it was a pretty hard test uh, that you were allowed to make eight errors and you could still make it to semifinals. So I did make eight errors, and I had absolutely no belief that I was going to make semifinals. So when I did, I was just very proud because I did, it was so unexpected. Cool. And, you know, one thing I like about your story, Amber, is that it's continuous steps forward. Every year you do a little bit better. And in 2013, your final year of eligibility, you finished in fourth place and you impressed so many people around the country and around the world with your intelligence, your enthusiasm that was on display, and your maturity. So what sticks out in your memory from that memorable run in 2013? It was my last year, so I, I didn't have any regrets when I ended and I was very happy with how I placed I went out on a word that I didn't know and I had, I, there was no way for me to figure it out. So I was glad that I went out on a word that I couldn't have been able to figure out regardless. And I met so many great people and I'm still in touch with a lot of people today. So it was just great to be there with everyone. There is a picture of you from 2013 and it's such a great picture. It's, it's pure emotion. You're exulting to the heavens after spelling the word. And I'm, I'm really not sure if I'm going to have the guts to even give this a shot at pronouncing uh, I'm going to go with Malacophilus. Uh, I want to say it's Malacophilus. I'm pretty sure it is. But. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think that your shot is much closer to what it actually is. Malacophilus. So please yeah. tell us if you know what it is, what Malacophilus means. It is has to do with being pollinated by snails. I'm not sure. I think it probably has to do with flowers, but it's pollination via snails. Adapted to pollination by snails. And, yes. you, and you got that one right. So just tell me a little bit about the emotions that went into that moment and what are on display in that picture. Um, this is the picture. This is my Twitter picture, I'm assuming. The, yeah. Like, yeah. This pump one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I did not know it, or maybe I had studied it before, but it wasn't something that I recognized immediately as soon as I got it. I was debating about whether to um, spell it M-A-L-A-C-O or M-A-L-A-C-H-O, and I couldn't figure it out, really, because I couldn't think of any of the roots for it, so I just went with one of the options, and it turned out to be the right one, and it was very exciting. And I love that that moment is now captured in perpetuity. Yep. We'll go from the happiness to t talking about that dreaded ding moment. The normal host of the show, Paul Leffler, tells me that every speller remembers the word that eventually knocks them out forever. So yes. what is yours and how do you spell it? My word is hallelie. It is spelled H-A-L-L-A-L-I. It is of imitative origin and it is a huntsman's bugle call. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> a huntsman's bugle. Well, you know I'm going to have fun with that in the production. Yeah. I'm not a... <laughs> if you can find a sound effect for that, then please use it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm not going to find one. I'm going to make one. A huntsman's bugle call. And that led to the creation of your Twitter handle, which is? It's at Hallelujah Syllogy. And Syllogy was the word that I missed in 2012 in round four of the semifinals. So what did your run teach you in terms of motivation and persistence? It taught me that you can get really, really good at something. And it was, I got to a point where I was so much better than I originally started at that I never would have anticipated I would have been able to spell the things that I eventually was able to. So basically just if you 
try a lot and you put in a lot of work, you can make yourself a lot better and overcome pretty much any challenge that you want to attempt. Great advice. Now, you have, at this point, a whole different idea of how you want to work with language. Don't you want to be a comic? Yes, I do. That is awesome. I have seen your stand-up routine on YouTube, and I think it's excellent. Do you find any similarities between the world of stand-up and the world of spelling? With both spelling and stand-up, it's basically there's you and there's a microphone, and you basically live or die by what you say. And I think that my comedy that I do in particular, I think it's very verbally based, which I think sort of relates to spelling because it's very dependent on words. Anyway, I do love texting. I love my autocorrect too. I know a lot of people don't like theirs, but mine is pretty great. Like it's so good at telling like me what I am thinking even before I actually type it. Like the other day I was trying to text my friend and say, see you tomorrow. And then autocorrect stepped in and was like, oh, no, no, no. I think you mean send me a toboggan. <laughs> correct you're exactly right i did mean send me a toboggan that's perfect thank you so much i'm just so grateful it helped me like that in other news i now have a toboggan if anyone's looking to borrow one it's funny in one case what you want to hear at the end of your performance is silence and in the other you just don't want to hear that bell and in yeah. the other case, what you want to hear is that beautiful sound of laughter. Yes. Can you talk about the different feelings of anticipation between those two responses? Uh, well, with the bell, you kind of know that it's coming to some extent. Like with Hallelujah for me in 2013, like I think I said that I didn't get it right as soon as I spelled it because I knew that it was wrong. And with comedy, you kind of have to wait more for the audience to determine whether or not you were funny. And sometimes it takes longer than other times. And you can overcome, if you don't get a laugh in stand-up, then you can just move on and continue with your jokes, but in spelling, you're done if you're a get-out. Four-time Scripps National Spelling Bee competitor, Amber Bourne. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Amber Bourne is a four-time Scripps National Spelling Bee competitor, two-time semifinalist, and a top four finisher in 2013. She's currently a high school sophomore and aspiring comic. And where can the people find you on Twitter again, Amber? They can find me on Twitter at Syllogy. Shall I spell that? Please do. That would be at H-A-L-L-A-L-I-S-Y-L-L-O-G-E. If you want to check out some of Amber's comedy, visit our social media channels on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all at Spelling Bee Pod for a link to Amber's YouTube page. Thanks for listening to the Scripps National Spelling Bee Podcast. And remember, this is a special series, so make sure you catch up on all our previous episodes by subscribing to the show. You can find us on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice by searching for the Scripps National Spelling Bee Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think. Email us anytime at spellingbeepodcast at scripps.com. For the Scripps National Spelling Bee Podcast, I'm Paul Leffler.